people will see right through a cosmetic change. If there's nothing true and meaningful behind that shift, people will see through it. And so if there's really a change in approach and a change in a way you're viewing and doing things, it makes sense. And so I think people ops is not a trend. It's something that's very likely here to stay. Hey there, it's Christian, and you're listening to a special Better Product series. We're nearing the end of Power to the People Ops, and for the last few weeks, we've heard from experts who are showing us how companies can use products to create stronger cultures, ones that recognize there's power in investing in their people. Today, Megan is continuing that conversation with Julie Janot. Julie is a senior researcher at Office Vibe by GSoft. After spending years in HR, Julie made the leap to PeopleOps to help her company unpack a core issue in many workplaces, employee engagement. As Julie says, it's the core challenge to her team, which strives to measure human nature with science. Julie shows us today how the Office Vibe product unlocks and enhances conversations about engagement with targeted surveys. Let's learn more. Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined today by Julie Janot. She's an employee engagement expert in the HR space and also a senior researcher at Office Vibe. So before we dive into her a little bit about her professional background, I'll let her introduce herself more personally. Of course. Hi, everyone. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me over on the podcast. Um, Okay, so who am I personally? Well, I live in Montreal, Canada. My main language is French. I'm a mom of three youngins. Uh, So my daughter, Charlie, is 11. And surprise, we had twin boys. So Alex and Ben are 10. Uh, I've been working with Office Vibe for five years now. I have 20 years of experience in HR, married to a paramedic. And I am a huge fan of everything Mexican. So tequila, tacos, sombreros, you name it. I love the culture. I love the vibe. I love that. We should kick off every episode with that personal type of introduction now. I don't know why we haven't been doing it yet. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, So Julie, could you tell us a little bit about your journey in product? Okay. So I began my career in HR in Oof, that'll make me sound whole old. Uh, 2007, I started as an HR coordinator. So I'd st- I studied business administration and found out that I was really bad with numbers. So there's no way finance was an option, right? So I had to do with people. It, ha- it had to had something, have something to do with people. And so I began my career, like many people in HR, doing a little bit of everything, you know, recruiting to set them up, setting up benefits, onboarding, offboarding, and all of that. Uh, it was in 2008, right? So everything crashed, right? The economy crashed. And so the business shut down. So I was hired and then fired and putting the keys in the door in like 11 months. It was an extremely enriching experience. I then had the opportunity to join a small small startup in Montreal as their HR director, which sounds super funny when you're 25 years old and you're the only person in the HR team because it's a small business, right? And contrary to many people of my generation and those younger, I stayed there for almost 10 years. I was very, very fortunate to grow with the company. I had so many opportunities to play different roles, to learn from leaders who were more senior 
we grew through mergers and acquisitions quite quickly. And so not only did I have an office in Montreal to manage with, but we had U.S. businesses join. We opened offices in uh, Mauritius and Singapore. So I had to learn what was HR in those countries. It was very different, right? Law, not only laws are different, but the way you recruit people is different. And anyways, it was really, really challenging. It's really where I forged like my beliefs and my career. And it's where I learned most about the HR function and also how I wanted to make it different, right? It was a time where HR was really transitioning from being mostly transactional to moving on to something that was more strategic. And I was really privileged uh, to have that opportunity, kind of like the birth of HR in the modern world. Uh, we had a huge shift in company culture and vision long before 2020. It was about, I would say, 2013 or 14, maybe. Agility became a new way of developing products, right? And instead of that staying very central to our dev team, which is about 70% of the workforce, it made its way to HR. Um, it was always kind of like an on the floor, walk in the halls kind of girl, right? So the coaches and the directors of the dev team came to get me and were like, come with us on this new journey and let's reinvent how HR is done. And loving a challenge, I, I, the challenge, I just jumped right in. Um, and it's during this shift that I really discovered employee engagement as a concept. It was like, whoa, there's a name to what I've been like believing and saying what should be. There's a name behind this. And wow, there's something like technology that we can use. It was, it was still very early, but we're kind of transitioning to this new trend that we know now very well today, which is pulse surveys as a way of measuring engagement over time, putting people at the heart of your strategy. Like that was really something new. It was always a concept for HR, but it was becoming very tangible. Because I was born very curious, I kept like I started reading papers and studies and research from Deloitte and Gallup um, that had had been measuring engagement for decades. And it's through that journey that I discovered Office Vibe as a product. And long story short, a few months later, I was part of the team. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it sounds like you did have a unique experience in the sense that you were a part of HR, you were heading HR, but you were brought in by the product people and you even yeah. you applied product thinking like agile to HR even before you were pulled into a product company. How are you now seeing and approaching this new term people ops? What does it mean to you and how would you say that it's different from a more familiar topic like HR? To me, I think put very simply people operations or people ops is just about putting employees first. And that's basically the, the shift from moving to something very transactional to very people-oriented that we did at that company that has stayed with for 10 years. It's getting closer to your people and the reality and the way they work and not being that weird department in like a section of the office that never walks the floor and doesn't understand what the day-to-day -day work of people are. So I, I view people ops more as an approach than as a business function, to be quite honest. Um, and I remember early on, like in my career, during that shift, actually, to agility, there was this trend where HR was renaming 
their that was changing their titles to say i'm now the chief happiness officer <laughs> it was super popular it became a thing and hr professionals began changing their titles just because it was trendy and i think that's a trap people will see right through a cosmetic change if there's nothing true and meaningful behind that shift people will see through it and so if there's really a change in approach and a change in a way you're viewing and doing things, it makes sense. And so I think people ops is not a trend. It's something that's very likely here to stay. Um, for those who are new maybe to the term, uh, people ops will typically refer to the business function that supports employee engagement and productivity throughout an organization. So it works to improve, but also humanize business operations to create a positive employee experience. It was first coined, if I can throw in some literature here, by Laszlo Bach. Um, he describes the meaning of that term in his book, Work Rules! Exclamation point. It's a really good book if you haven't read it. It's getting to be quite old, um, but it's really interesting. And he describes it as a team working behind the scenes to fill every job, create learning opportunities, but also help employees be more productive, healthier, and happier. And I think that maps super well to the concept of employee experience, which is a trend that's just exploding right now. It's exactly yeah. what Office Vibe is about. It's about creating a positive employee experience where everybody can be their true selves at work. So, yeah, it's, it's different from HR, but more in the approach, right? It's viewing really the employee at the center. And so where traditional HR managers will focus on like legalities and policies, these concerns matter, don't get me wrong. Um, people ops will be really about shaping the experience and designing basically work to fit people versus the other way around where HR is sort of shaping people to fit the organization. So it's really all about putting the employees at the heart of your strategy and the experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, thank you. So then Julie, why don't we talk a little bit about Office Vibe? How does it work? What sets it apart from similar products and who does it serve? Who is it built for? Okay, many awesome questions in here. So Office Vibe is part of the GSoft family of product. GSoft is a Montreal-based company. And we're all about shaping employee experience with our current products. So we have three right now. The first one is ShareGate. Second one is Office Vibe. And our newest family member is SoftStart, born in our lab. Um, and more products will surely join in the future. So Office Vibe was really born from the belief that there's a better way to work. And from GSoft as a company, uh, we had a genuine need to engage and manage a growing company. We had something unique about our culture and we didn't want to lose that. And so Office Vibe was born from that need. I think our story is, as a company, GSoft is pretty unique. We've just proven that it's possible to work in a different way. We're entirely bootstrapped, human-centered. We have high trust in teams. And we want to prove that our ways of working that are different, um, that they work. And so we're very, you know, fail, adapt, learn, build, grow, and we're looking to take the world with us. We primarily function using pulse surveys, which will help organizations, but also leaders, HR, managers, team leads, measure employee engagement in real time. To that, we add a feature that we call anonymous feedback so and conversations. So it's, it's really a space for real talk, again, giving employees a voice 
to share their concerns anonymously or not, um, sharing what's on their mind, what they need, anything that's remotely close to their experience at work. And organizations use this as a way to show their employees they really care, building a culture of feedback. We've recently added one-on-ones because we're believers in the power of conversations. So we want to create deeper connections between people who work together, whether that's peers or managers with their team members. So we've built a way for the agenda to be collaborative, right? We give them templates on wide variety of subjects and we give them guidance on how to prepare for that conversation. And just because we want to serve more needs uh, and that there are growing pains in this new context that we live in, which is remote work, we have some new features coming up. So the one I'm most excited about is Good Vibes. I love it. And it's for recognition. Recognition is a true driver of engagement. It speaks to that human need to be seen, valued, heard, recognized for our work and for who we are. And it's because it's a key driver uh, of employee engagement, but also it speaks to many of the realities that come with remote work. So many things have just gone vis- invisible. Um, it's It'll be a super simple way for peers to send each other recognition cards ranging from, Megan, thank you, you brightened my day, to Joe, it was a true pleasure to work with you on this project, kudos for achieving this milestone, so on and so forth. We also have an OKR tool, which is a goal tracking method, very but widely popular. And we're rolling this out because it speaks to another engagement driver, which is sense of alignment, sense of purpose, right? So making sure that our goals as individual contributors make sense in the context of a team that's trying to achieve something, but also an organization. So it's like enabling that sentiment that I'm part of something bigger, right? And that my work matters. And then, uh, wow, your other question was who we serve. So I would say any business leader, any organization, any manager that believes that their people are their strongest asset and that a positive employee experience and high levels of employee engagement produces better outcomes. And the science has proven this. When your employees are engaged, they're more productive. They better serve your clients. They're more innovative. They're more productive. So we have over 3,000 clients largely based in the U.S., Canada, a portion in the U.K. as well. Um, Those are probably our most important markets, but we are present in 76 countries, which is really cool. Um, Largely popular in the software, IT, product business, marketing and advertising as well. And uh, yeah, we're over 450,000 users by now, so it's really impressive And a big chunk of our clients are in smaller businesses, so zero to 100 employee. But we do have quite a large number, about 60% of our clients that are larger enterprise clients, so a thousand and more employees. And because product people are listening, I'm very proud to say that we have a product NPS of 60 maintained over time, which is really awesome. So we're pretty proud of that. I have so many questions after everything you just said, because it's all super <laughs> interesting to me. Um, I think I want to start by saying all of those products and, and features that you listed, it seems like you're attacking this problem or this opportunity from as many angles as possible. You're probably getting a lot of good data that way, mm-hmm. especially with the amount of users that you have. Um, mm-hmm. You did mention the there's a science behind it, and I, I want to ask about that first, I think. Let's take 
pulse check surveys uh, specifically to just narrow in a little bit. How exactly yep. do they measure employee engagement? Oh, great question. So if I can explain the science in the simplest way possible, I always use this tree analogy. I'm not sure it's the right one, but it seems to be working. So view engagement and what we measure as a tree. So the roots of the tree, the foundation, is really the 10 employee engagement metrics. We call them metrics because we are trying to put a number on something that's very human as a science, but it's kind of a way to measure it, right? And these are rooted in decades of science. Then you go up the tree in the branches. So we have a set of 26 submetrics, and I'll, I'll explain this when it, with an example in a second. So there are the factors within a driver that matter. And then the leaves of the tree are our 122 pulse survey questions. So let me give you a concrete example. So the metrics that we measure are relationship with manager, relationship with peers, satisfaction, happiness, ambassadorship, personal growth, wellness, recognition, feedback, and alignment. So that's the list of 10, 10 things. And because we're a fan of relationships and because relationships matter a lot in employee engagement, I'll use relationship with manager as an example. So that's the metric. And then the submetrics are the components that matter for that relationship to be good. So we're talking trust, communication, collaboration. And then within those metrics, there's a set of, normally it's between three to six questions six questions per submetric. So we'll talk about, you know, is your manager someone you trust? Does your manager always treat you with respect? Are you satisfied with how frequently you discuss and meet with your manager? And so there's a set of 122 questions that rotate every week. So what we do is pulse often, right? So every week we sent out five questions, super quick, uh, to answer. They're fun. We play with different question types. So some are like sliders, some are liquor scale, some are star ratings. So it takes about six months for the questions to be entirely viewed. So we'll obviously for one question, it'll repeat two to, th two to three times a year because it's important to circle back, right? You might have not been stressed in December, but you were in March, right? So it's important to go over and it's important to have many questions across the different metrics, right? So that we can still consistently measure the same 10 metrics over time, over weeks. And then to also encourage qualitative feedback because words will matter. Like it's really great to give a score and say like, oh, this is a five on four, uh, a four on five or a five on five. What's behind that? What's driving you to be so positive about a subject or negative about a subject if you're having a negative experience on one of those metrics. So we'll typically ask what's behind the score, what could be better, what could improve. And what that does is it surfaces written feedback that then the team member and manager can engage to into a conversation to really figure out what's behind that and what's what's causing the issue, basically. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So for any listeners who are new to this topic in general, which I, I feel like is probably going to be most of them, mm -hmm. what do you think is is most important to know about the factors that truly drive employee engagement? Yep. Well, I, I've just listed them, right? There are 10 metrics, but I'd say at the end of the day, it's really relationships that matter most. They fuel everything else. When relationship with the manager or with your peers or both are broken, 
the entire house falls apart. So when in when you're in doubt about what drives each of your colleagues or team members that work, just ask. There's so much power that lies in asking questions and most importantly, listen to the answers. I always say God gave us two ears and one mouth. We should be listening twice as much as we are talking. And essentially that's what we do is about. It's about asking the right questions, sparking the right conversations and building meaningful relationships over time. Yeah. And it it sounds like you all do quite a bit of listening. And I imagine you've uncovered some pretty interesting things with all that. So what is one of the most surprising findings that you've come up with uh, about employee engagement in today's environment? Surprisingly, like often clients will reach out and say, like, I don't know what to do. My score on this metric is low. I'm puzzled. Like I've sent follow up questions. I'm not sure. I would just say, surprisingly enough, just having the conversation goes a long way in people feeling heard and in improving their engagement. It's it's a basic human need, right? If you feel that someone cares, that someone's listening, that they care enough to spend time with you, ask follow-up questions, dig down to understand what the issue, it goes a long way in improving any problem that surfaces. So asking yeah. questions is what matters most, but how you ask will determine what you uncover. And I feel that that's where Office Vibe helps the most in in all of the templates and the different questions that we've already researched and come up with. We surface them automatically. Like the emotional labor of trying to figure out what to ask is removed. And I feel that that's really the value behind the product. Right. It's almost a, a fail safe for anybody who does want to put in the effort to ask the questions and to have that conversation. And that makes yep. sense. It's not surprising for you when you've been doing this for a while and seen it so many times, but it is surprising for new people who are trying it out. Yeah, absolutely. So while most of Office Vibe's current product is about measuring employee engagement, we know from conversations with you that Office Vibe's also entering this transition moment. So you've been measuring impact for a while, you've been listening for a while, and now you're moving towards creating impact through action with that information that you have. Can you explain a little bit more about how Office Vibe is aiming to impact employee engagement instead of just measure with this this future forward look? Absolutely. Well, like you said, we listen a lot, most of our time, and it's a big part of my job is to sit down with our users and really discover problems. What's going on, right? And one of the feedback that we got, feedbacks that we got most often was, it's great. Like, I love seeing this dashboard. I love seeing answers. I can analyze. I can drill down really to the question level and understand what's driving my scores. But then what do I do? And not all organizations are equipped with HR leaders. Not all have the time and the energy and the creativity to come up with solutions to these problems. So the challenge for 2022 is really connecting the different features together. And that's often a challenge when you're building product, right? Because it starts as a as a core business. I mentioned for us, it was really the surveys and and the the feedback. But then features, as we discovered new needs and opportunities, kind of like got attached to the product. But we need to connect those together, right? Because we all know when you start using a product, there's a habit that forms very quickly, right? You develop a routine, 
and you get used to using the product in a certain way, often new features or connections between features don't necessarily come up automatically unless we tell you, hey, did you know you can run your off- your one-on-ones using Office Vibe and here's why you should? And so a big challenge is really to connect all of that together. We have a ton of suggestions. We're masters at coming up with the right questions to ask, right? But we also have to prompt team members and managers to have the, those conversations when it makes sense. But we have the data so we could tell them, hey, this metric is low. Oh, this metric is trending down for your team. You should have a conversation and here's how to have that conversation with your team. Here's how you should structure it. Here's, here are some questions you can ask. Same thing at the individual level. We can suggest different moments where you should be having this or that conversation with a team member. And again, as I said, we're all about employee experience and employee experience is a journey, right? And so there are things you specifically want to know when someone's joined the organization or the team seven days ago. You do want to have another conversation when the one month comes in. How are they feeling? How are their different engagement metrics playing and forming? Maybe to have a first individual goal or a project or a different milestone that you want to achieve. You can do that using Office Vibe too. We have an OKR functionality, but we need to connect those features at specific moments of the employee experience. Yeah, you're taking away the excuses, you know, like, oh, I don't have time for that. I can't even like think about that with how busy my day is. No, you're serving it up to them on a silver platter. Just real quick, answer these questions. It's true. And like, we're all so busy. There's so much that goes on in a day. And often we'll be trying to fall asleep at night or taking our shower in the morning and a light bulb goes out and you're like, oh, I should have thought of doing that. And then you go on to something else and you forget about it. And so, yes, you're right. There's a lot of it that comes from just automating that. And we have the data, we have those moments. And so why wouldn't we? That's great. Okay. I'm going to pivot us a little bit. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier in the conversation, HR and people ops have shifted a ton in recent Mm -hmm. years, even pre COVID, you know, they were shifting in, the more people-focused direction, as you mentioned. A lot of people were laid off in 2020 when businesses were just trying to survive. And now we're seeing so many more people leaving their jobs or choosing to work for themselves as part of the great resignation. Uh, What is your perspective on how this trend is maturing? Or I guess, I assume you have some some opinions about the great resignation as a movement. I do. I mean, I read the articles. I we've. I think many businesses, obviously across the world, has have experienced that shift. I think there's there's really a shift in that employee employer contract. The expectations are changing. They're changing for so many reasons. The pandemic being one of them, right? Like remote work went from being a perk to something everyone expects, right? Yep. Uh, it's crazy. Employ like showing your people who you care using tools uh, and sh- and showcasing those tools to future hires will make a difference in you being able to attract the, the talent. You really have to make your offer as an employer stand out if you want to recruit, but also keep your people. So to answer your question, I don't think it's a trend. I think it's probably here to stay for the long run. There's really a transformation. It's going to become a strategic part of the business and it won't just be an HR thing. That's that's the idea. All hands on deck here. It's 
every department working together. It just regroups everything and centers it around that employee experience because you have to have a kick-ass one if you want if you want to keep attracting and if you want to keep the people you have with you. Um, if you look at employee experience as as a concept, there's so many parallels to be made with design thinking, right? Where we're talking about the employee experience and and people ops as a as concepts and as departments, I'm seeing research and designers becoming front and center to identify what we call employee personas. So in product, we're used to having our user personas, right? But the same thinking is applying here where you have different employee personas and the people ops team with their partners across the organization are building a tailored employee experience based on those personas. It's really awesome. It's what I I like to call employee experience shaping. And I think it's really cool. Um, So I'm seeing like HR team members, and that's the case at, at GSoft, most of them don't even come from the HR field. Some are ex-lawyers, some are data scientists, others were engineers, designers, and I think that's awesome. It's about time. It's funny to, that you compare, um, how was I going to phrase that? Um, it's not really funny. It's, it's super interesting to me that you compare this trend and this movement to uh, design thinking, because actually we had a guest uh, I won't say a couple weeks ago because I don't know when Erica is going to release these, but we we have another guest uh, in this series, John Wetzel. He's the CEO of Gather, which is another people ops product who compared people ops to product management. And Mm. he said it's basically exactly like product management, but the product is employee experience. So it's a lot of similar themes coming out. Yeah, absolutely. That's very well put. Yeah, that's great. It almost seems to me that in this time, this time of what we're calling the great resignation, is that things are getting pretty polarizing between people and companies. And it's almost like people and products even are taking sides at some points. Like you're either on the company's or the business's side, or you're on the employee's side. And Mm. it sounds like a lot of people ops products are trying to bridge the gap and trying to benefit both parties. So I'm wondering how Office Vibe is seeking to impact the world during this time. What outcomes do you ultimately hope to create for working teams who might be facing for the first time these big questions about retention and loyalty and trust? Well, I couldn't have said it better. I think you said it perfectly. We're really like bridging that gap. Imagine two circles where you have employee expectations and employer expectations. So The ultimate job to be done that we're trying to fulfill here is to bring out the best in everyone at work. And that means creating an experience where both parties are happy, right? Expectations meet in the middle. And I think it trickles down to three main outcomes. So obviously, heavy users of our product will be managers, people who manage other team, uh, team members, right? And they're super busy people, yet... There's a stat that I love. It says that 70% of variance and employee engagement will be attributed to the relationship with the manager. It's not a surprise, right? We've all heard this. You don't leave a job. You don't leave a company. You leave your manager. It really boils down to that daily interactions that you have in your day-to-day reality. Are you in the right role? Do you have opportunities to go uh, and expand on your skills and build new strengths? And so because those people are busy, and so are we as workers, we need to save people time, right? So it goes back to 
doing some of the thinking for them, giving them templates, nudging them to have the conversation at the right time and having the right way. So I think that's a huge outcome. We'll stay close to our core. We want to build engaged and performing teams. So it's not surprising we stay close to measuring engagement, enabling employees to have a voice and the team to have a conversation on those needs, performing better together because engaged teams perform better. And no surprise, the third outcome is growing new skills, multiplying existing strengths. And you can do that in so many ways. Recognition, peer-to-peer feedback can be some of the ways you do that. And so, again, I boil down to the same thing. We do all of this by simply creating a space for real talk at all levels of the organization, understanding your employees and shaping their employee experience with them at the center is what matters more when you're trying to build a place where people feel safe, will stay loyal to your organization, and will stay. Like they'll they'll build a, a chunk of their career with you. And if they leave, they remain ambassadors and they drive new talent. They speak highly of you and they have good memories of their experience, but also they drive in new talent. And we at Office Vibe hope to impact the world doing just that. Small feet, no, it's a big mission, I think. But we want to be that conversation engine so that teams are more engaged and perform better, but together. Makes sense to me. From a, a brand from a brand perspective, you should trademark managers matter or at least start some sort of like thought leadership content series around that. I think that's great. Well, we're quite active on the blog on that sense. We've we had quite a few thought leadership pieces, but I'll take that back to the the marketing team. (laughs) Managers matter, MM, trademark. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay, so we're getting towards the end of our conversation, unfortunately. My final question for you is, what are you and your team hoping to learn about Office 5 in the next year? And then what are some of the goals that you have on the horizon? Uh, I think we've, we've made huge progress in being more customer centric. I never expected it to move so fast. We have feedback loops. We talk to them often. Big part of my role is to do that. So I would say we want to be even closer to our clients and our users. We want to understand their current practices. We want to bring simpler, more human ways of working together. We want to build features that answer real problems and important problems to them, right? And yeah, those are our goals, just to really continue adding value, providing solutions to problems that really matter. Thanks for joining us. And if you haven't yet, be sure to join the Better Product community. We've got all sorts of content and resources for you. And if you want more audio, don't forget The Business of Product is our latest show to join the Better Product Network. And you can find that and more at betterproduct.community.